all my days to say that this last match day for the Nations League was absolutely bananas would be the understatement of the century. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how bittersweet it really, really was. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women podcast, Nations League edition. Let's go. What is going on, my friends? Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of That Arsenal Women Podcast with me, your host, Demian. If this is your first time ever here, I want to thank you so much for your time, for your energy, and I want to give you a heads up in that this podcast, the same with my blog, which I'll talk about in a second, is basically biased. It's (laughs) passion-based and fueled. I am not an expert in football. I am not a journalist. I am not a pundit. I am just a musician that loves Arsenal women. And all my opinions are not only that mine, but they also stem or can be seen through the prism of a musician. So you'll hear me give anecdotes about music or compare some things to music. And I also need you to know that if you are interested in that, I even do even more of that in my blog, which is that arsenalwomenblog.com again that arsenalwomenblog.com and there i write every single day again every single day so please check that out also a couple of things really quickly one i have to apologize because i have not been here for a couple of weeks i've been rather busy and i didn't want to rush it or do anything like that so just be warned that if i am missing from the podcast arena I will not be missing from the blog arena. I will always blog and I will try to podcast as much as possible. And to that point, uh, today is very special because this is episode number 60, six zero. And when I started this pod a couple of years ago, I did not expect this at all to go as long as I have been doing it. You know, like, yeah, I committed to it and I wanted it to be, you know, fruitful and, and, and it'd be something that I was consistent about. But honestly, 60 episodes, that sounds like a lot. And I'm actually very proud of myself. So if you have ever wanted to start your own podcast and you don't know where to begin, you don't know what to do, if you wanted to start a blog about Arsenal or other things and you don't know what to do, well, hit me, ask me, what is going on? I will help you as much as I humanly can, not only with the podcast, but the blog. And I'll tell you mistakes that I've made and so on and so forth. So please reach out if you want to talk about this. Now, you know me, this is completely improvised, no scripts, none of that. So I'm going to go off the top of my head regarding the Nations League and what that potentially might mean for Arsenal. This is, after all, that Arsenal Women podcast. So One of the first things that I'll say is regarding Leah Valti and Noel uh, and clearly the disappointment showing in their Nations League group. It was pretty brutal for them. They were dead last in the group against um, Sweden, Italy, and Spain. It was a really, really tough group. A lot of people uh, did not expect Sweden also to not qualify. But anyway, as far as Noel... And and Leah, it was really rough. They have now been relegated to Nations League B, I believe. And and I I should know this. By the way, I was even on TalkSport talking about this. 
Uh, so I should know this. But anyway, they're down to relegation, whereas Sweden, even though they're out of contention for the Olympics, they still have a shot to regain uh, their sort of status in the A group, if uh, in Nations League Group A, if I'm not mistaken. So that should be uh, really interesting. And for me, you know, somebody that loves Leah, um, it, I'm absolutely gutted for her and Noel, obviously, because they, you know, they're going to potentially play like different markets and travel might not be the best for them. And who did benefit from all this other stuff, believe it or not, uh, clearly was Ireland. They were an absolute fire. Six out of six goals aplenty. Katie McCabe, like I've, I've said this before and I don't give a rats. I'm going to say it again. If Katie McCabe is not within the top 10 in the Ballon d'Or ceremony, contention, whatever, it's highway robbery, and we might as well get rid of that damn award because it will mean that nobody knows anything that they're talking about. And I'm not basing this on my feelings. I'm basing this on stats. This woman is unbelievable. So that has to happen. Now, the whole title of this was Nation, uh, Bittersweet Nations League, which is, yes, a little bit of a pun uh, as it relates to Bittersweet Symphony by the verb. And it was very bittersweet. For me, I have never hidden the fact, nor will I ever hide the fact that I'm obsessed with the Dutch national team, with the Oranje Levinen, and I love them very much. Van de Donk is my favorite player of all time. I love Jill Roord. Obviously, I love Viviana Miedema. I love Meryl Van Donga. I love Shaki Hruna. I love them all, okay? And I, of course, want them to succeed and do amazingly well. And I want them to be in the best position in their careers as possible because I, they're people that I care about, people that um, I have that got me into the game. You know, one of the reasons I'm an uh, Arsenal women fan is because of Dominic Janssen, uh, whom I owe a lot to. Same with Van de Donk, Sarri van Fenendal, and so on and so forth. So I cannot this uh sort of separate my love for arsenal women with my love for the for the dutch like it just can't happen and of course i care a lot about beth and i care a lot about leah williamson and of course i want them to go to the top of the top of the top of the top if this if the olympics is what needs to happen or it's the competition that they want of course i want them to be a part of that um, I believe that Beth missed the Olympics last time around. I'm not 100% sure. I shouldn't know this. So, it, yes, it, it, was, it was very difficult to be both the happiest and also very sad. You know what I mean? And it was tough. And I, I, I think for a lot of Arsenal fans to, to have Viviana on one side and, you know, uh, Beth and Leah, regardless of their, you know, um, relationship status or whatnot, um, because that's irrelevant. It might be a, a fun talking point for a lot of people, but it's, it really has nothing to do with this right now. It's hard because I love both players and, you know, I don't want any of them to be sad. You know what I'm saying? So I would have loved to see the, the England qualify 
And and to be honest, aside from Beth, the one player that I'm really, really gutted for is Alex Greenwood, which is a player that I have really, really rate really highly, excuse me. And I would have loved to see her in a massive competition like that. Um, but anyway, she won the Euros already. Amazing. That's crazy. I also don't understand some of um, the coach's decision to not play Rachel Daly, to not start Alessia Russo, even though they scored that many goals. Like, it just, some of these things are like, what is happening? How is this making any sense at all? Like, it doesn't. So to me, it's one of those things where it's not like you you deserve that or not. That's that's not the point. Like, well, that's what you get if you don't do this or that. No, it was just very odd to see. And it's one of those things where I have no idea what the hell is happening. I also didn't think that uh, Yonker made decisions that I would have made. And that's why I literally hit drums for a living. And he's the coach is one of the most historically important women's football squad of all time. He knows what he's talking about. He's, he knows what he's doing. But I didn't think that um, it would be as easy to a degree as it, um, as a lot of people were thinking, you know, all these predictions were, you know, we're going to do, we're going to win this and we're going to do that. And it was, I was like, well, I don't know, man. Belgium beat us already. And I kind of wrote about that as well. I, I'm just really, <laughs> I'm really happy for them. I'm really happy that they scored. I'm obviously very happy for Damaris because as we know, DVD lobbied for her to finally choose her alliance and or her allegiance to the Dutch. And it was amazing. And she scored two magnificent goals to allow us to progress. But those goals mean nothing if Lineth hadn't scored not only the two goals, but the previous match day where she scored as well. And man, when a person like her that everybody loves, that for every interview that you read, you see her being loved and beloved by all her friends and her teammates and having had gone through the loss of her mother, all this bullshit that she had to deal with in the during the World Cup that um, from a journalist that misquoted her or selectively quoted her, I should say, that brought up a lot of negativity and racism on the internet, I might add. It, it was so incredible to see her be back. And in, 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 to be completely fair, as somebody that has followed her career, her positioning right now in her ability seems more confident than she has been in a very long time and probably since I last seen her uh, or since I've uh, that I've ever seen her like in the past yes she's had she was maybe faster but the reality for me anyway from from this ignorant perspective is that she has excelled more than usual and you know, the coach talked about how she's a, basically like a rhythm player. She needs to get going and she needs to be um, given confidence and given matches. And Arsenal, by the way, has historically, for those that don't really know who to compare it to, if you're older and you know Freddie Ljungberg, uh, he would be injured often. He would have these recurring like hip injuries and it would take him 
some time to get back into the matches. And th- maybe the first, second, third game weren't that good. But Arsene Wenger stuck with him, and he would give him minutes, and he would play him, play him, play him, play him, and eventually he would excel. With Lineth, you have to do that. And she showed it. It was it was amazing. Um, I was also very nervous when I read the news of Jackie not starting and that she wasn't she she wasn't going to be even available, not even on the bench. That was a really tough pill to swallow because as much as I believe a lot of the players are, I wouldn't say replaceable, but because to me, DVD, Dom Janssen, Van Domselaar, uh, Lika, they're not replaceable players, honestly. Jackie exemplifies that more than anybody, I would think. The way she holds everything together, she's just so amazing and takes so much abuse and she just gets up most of the time and just continues to play. Her vision is fantastic. So I was like really worried. Um, and I was also worried that that maybe uh, DVD would get cramped again and Yonker would have to pull her off. And man, I... I I was really, really nervous. And what was the most frustrating for, thing for me was that I couldn't watch the match. That was not being televised anywhere in the US as far as I could tell. Not only that, but I was busy driving all over this damn city with my wife and we were doing a bunch of amazing things that needed our attention and I just couldn't keep an eye on my cell phone. Parallel to this, as it might relate a little bit to Arsenal, is that Arsenal were playing Luton Town and they were playing one of the most insane matches uh, in recent times, uh, you know, and when I say that, I say maybe in a couple of weeks, where it went, it was 1-0 Arsenal, 1-1, uh, Luton came came to tie, then Arsenal went up 2-1, to one, then Luton tied, and then Luton went ahead, and then Arsenal scored, I believe, I forget exactly, maybe I want to say like the 60th minute or something like that, and then in the 96th minute, Declan Rice scored an unbelievable goal. So it was just like there was this was happening like seconds within from each other, right? And then parallel to this, you had yet another match uh, going on between England and Scotland that was absolutely bananas, where people were scoring goals left and right, and you know they were convinced that they were qualifying, and it was that it was all done. It was just basically written. All she wrote, done, sign the checks, fly people home, turn the lights off, do whatever you got to do, finish it, put a button on it, and then Damaris rose up with that very, very good, very perfectly placed header to qualify the Dutch to the Olympics and also to the last four of the Nations League. So it was unbelievable. It was truly incredible. I came home and then I watched the highlights and I just had goosebumps. I couldn't believe what I had just seen. It was incredible. The celebrations to see Viv express so much joy and gratitude and all the emotions that you saw people crying, DVD and Meryl. And it was just unbelievable. And I was just completely in, 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 in a very emotional state for them and uh, you know th- th- these competitions have been cruel for them the world cup the euro cup 
obviously the Olympics against the U.S., um, you know, going out on penalties. It was rough. And something feels really, really, really good about this team and about this squad. And it's not different than it does for Arsenal. Beyond having, uh, you know, Viv in, in Pilova, the vibe is very, very similar. So, man, I'm really, really excited, really happy, and bummed, of course, for Beth, for Leah, for Alex Greenwood, um, everybody. You know, I love the the lionesses, and it, I'm just so bummed for them as well. And also, I'm bummed for a lot of my friends that are journalists and were looking forward to covering them and flying and traveling with the team and getting inside info and you know, with Team GB and all this other stuff. And by the way, that needs to be looked at, this whole situation where both teams would qualify if one beats, you know, the other. Uh, it, it, I would never, ever imply any sort of wrongdoing or any sort of like, um, you know, agreement behind the scenes to do this or to not do that or let, I would never do that. And I think it's very irresponsible for people that have been doing that or have hinted at that. I think it's a crock of bullshit because you're talking about this squad with people like Cuthbert and you're talking about a squad formerly, obviously, of Jen Beattie, um, Kim Little, of course, Lisa Evans. So you're telling me that a, a, an integral professional person like Lisa Evans just wants England to score six past them, seven past them? Are you kidding me? Like, honestly, if you think that for a second, I would encourage you to uh, get some uh, some friends to tell you how it really is and what the hell it is you're doing with your life. Anyway, my friends, that is it for me. I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for always keeping me company, for being so stellar, for liking, sh subscribing, sharing, all that beautiful stuff. 60 episodes. So here is to 60 more. Again, if you go to thatarsenalwomenblog.com, you will see and read content every single day all about this lovely squad that we love. So remember to check that out too. Share it, send it to a friend, whatever. Love you guys, and we'll speak again real soon.